Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Welcome back, everybody. August 8, 2018. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes. And welcome to the movement. Uh, we are looking to always look for people that make movements in their lives and also contribute to the world. And this guest today, I, I don't know where to begin. If I read his entire bio, bio, we will be here to Christmas. But this man, his talent for simplifying complex ideas into elegant solutions is just a gift that leaves participants in any of his programs with actionable learning that they can implement immediately and that helps and just helps them. He's a passionate teacher, he's a healer, he's a warrior and a poet. And he's a dynamic speaker as well. He is also an executive and leadership coach, learning expert, trainer, and he's an author. This man is presented to more than 10,000 executives, managers, and individuals across the United States. He is also the president and founder of Synergy Development. And he motivates people to become the best version of themselves. He is known as the conflict healer. And he is also going to be a future host of his own show in September on Voice America. We will delve into that a little bit. It's an honor and a privilege to have this man on this show. Dave Gerber, welcome to the movement. How are you, my brother? Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. That was uh, fantastic. I appreciate that. Hey, welcome to the family. You know, you got we got to welcome the new family members in, right? So I hope I did you justice. So let's get all into Dave Gerber's business. So, good, Dave, talk about where you started. Talk about what made you go into the direction of where you are today. So can you give us some background where you're from and maybe your beginnings? Wow. So I was actually born in D.C. and moved away quickly, lived, uh, with St. Louis, uh, but my Sort of my prime early years were from uh, four to twelve, were in Iowa City, Iowa. So okay. it was an interesting, interesting uh, transition when I moved to the suburbs of Philadelphia and mm-hmm. sort of moved into a, a new world. Um, high school Philadelphia, college upstate New York. Uh, I got a BA in sociology with a focus in gender studies, mm-hmm. and so I got into this work in that when I was nineteen years old, I had been uh, recruited for soccer, played, got injured, and needed a new thing, I actually fell into designing a men's group, mm-hmm. which was, at the time, it was a rape prevention, you know, sexual assault prevention men's group, which wow. expanded into other topics, and I had opportunity to get on the platform and was successful. So I knew at some level, some kind of training, teaching, coaching, something was going to be in my future. So I did that, and then I decided after a little bit I, to become a high school teacher. So I became a high school teacher, and I sought to sort of master that and found a lot of success doing really cool stuff. Uh, I was helping kids, uh, seniors in, in high school, put engines on bikes and uh, build canoes and make their own prom dress and press CDs and all this cool stuff in the senior thesis program and you know mm-hmm. started a women's soccer program and was coaching boys' soccer and also – um, was teaching sociology, and at the same time, I was actually teaching teachers. Wow! And I started teaching teachers in my second year of teaching, and I had mm-hmm. success teaching stuff like bullying. So twenty years ago, nineteen probably two thousand, teaching right. bullying, uh, violence, uh, sexual harassment, 
And they they really were very receptive, conflict management. They were really receptive to this, people of all ages and backgrounds, people who have been teaching for 20 you know years more than me. And they were the ones who encouraged me to effectively quit a perfectly good job and leave tenure and start my business in the end of 03, and I relocated to back to the Washington, D.C. area. Wow, Dave, you've done a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm very jealous. I want to be like you when I grow up. So let me ask you kind of a two-part question, if you don't mind. First of all, when you decided to kind of go off on your own, tell me, did you have any reservations about doing that? And secondly, it just seems like you were willing to just kind of jump in and just try anything and just get in there. Did that Was that something that was instilled in you from your parents, or that was just something that you just had within yourself? So talk about when you when you decided to go off on your own, and, and tell me about where that you know, drive to just kind of do, you know, get into a whole bunch of things because your training just sounds excellent. Uh, can you just kind of give me uh, some information on that? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, like my parents, they would find it funny if I actually told them and told us that they were the reasons why I actually did this. Because when I decided to go, they were like, what are you doing? But I think <laughs> that their influence, you know, when I was younger about, you know, being a leader, I think I always just had a natural tendency. I and mean, I can remember being a Cub Scout and walking up to strangers in the mall selling cookies right. and then help, helping my friend who, you know, who didn't want to talk to anybody selling his cookies for him and stuff. So I've always sort of found myself in a leadership position and I've been fortunate to work with lots of good people and when not, you know, sort of created on my own. Uh, so I feel like wisdom not shared is wisdom wasted. And so yes. I've tried to basically use not only the academic background, but, you know, my life experience to, to repurpose that for people so they can level up faster, you know? And so, um, yeah, I had all this background and, and I, and I think it was a lot of, to be honest, it was probably some naivete, you know, okay. I think it was like, but at the same time, I'm somebody who, you know, when I took a really interesting class and called intro to mysticism, you know, when I was a freshman in college and it changed my whole perspective, particularly mm-hmm. in this case around higher self, uh, listening to your intuition, you know, um, trusting, you know, that, that voice, you know, and sort of said, okay, well, I know this is going to be a tough road, but you know, I don't want to look back, you know, 20 years from now and say, I didn't try and, and yes. wonder if, so I think that feeling plus, being really good subject matter expert wise, but not, but mm-hmm. also being naive around what it takes to actually run a, a coaching training kind of a business. I mm-hmm. think the naivety is what allowed me to go to uh, probably a lot more willingly than I would if I had actually done more business analysis at the time. And, and but at the same time, as soon as I left, I knew that uh, the success rate of small businesses is, is particularly in my industry is very low. So mm-hmm. I developed, I decided as a lifelong learner, I decided I'm going to build my entrance and my exit plan at the same time. So nice. I went back and immediately got five different certificates in conflict management and conflict and went to, uh, then I went to Georgetown and got my leadership coaching certificate. And then I kept going and I basically said, I'm going to get a background in education while mm-hmm. I'm building the business so that if I decide I need to change that I would and understand that really this, a lot of this also started because I had a premonition, which is part of my story, but that I would be successful in, in a tall silver building in a city overlooking some city somewhere. 
Right. And as I, as I processed that premonition, I realized I wouldn't be able to see my kid from there. I hear you. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my whole model. I think I'm going to uh, build an office off my house. I'm going to work from home. I'm going to be around my daughter as much as I can. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to try and make it that way. And I said, try and make it three years. Then it was five years. And then it was like, right. okay, cool. Let's keep doing this. And then, you know, she's 12 and a half, almost 13. And I've been able to be a big part of that. So that's been a huge piece. Oh, I love it. I love it. We are talking with Dave Gerber, president and founder of Synergy Development here on The Movement. Uh, Dave, um, it seems like you almost, you were, you're, you had your own internship program. You kind of just, you know, just went where it took you, where your interests lie, and you just kind of went there. Do you find with your clients that they may be like you, like you were, I wouldn't say you were necessarily in their shoes, but if they come to you and they say, hey, Dave, I can't you do this, and I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about that is what's what how do you kind of approach your clients when they're you know when they're kind of you know a little apprehensive about taking a leap or going a different direction and how, how what's Dave's approach when you when your clients come to you and um, because I like I could have used you a long time ago I'm telling you just just your approach so how do you you know how do you like if I'm a client what would if I can you say Dave I just I hear your story. That's great, but I just can't do this, and I'm I'm just apprehensive about that. How do you just kind of you know do these workarounds and get to this thing? What 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 are some of the things? What are some of the uh, uh, jargon that you say to them um, when you're when you're dealing with your clients? So first thing, like let's hold that question and and make sure I answer it because you asked it and it's important. I, I the first thing I do is I make sure my clients understand who I am and what my and my approach so that they can better understand if I'm a fit for them. So okay. I have sort of, I like to think of my approach as like a triangle, like there's three points. There's like the leadership conflict uh, side of me, which is the very, you know, often very cognitive, very, um, you know, mental side. Uh, there's also the warrior side, and I have a black belt in Krav Maga and mm-hmm. the Israeli martial arts, so to speak. And so I bring with it this concept of, nurturing the the warrior side of 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 life and of leadership and then i also have um and hopefully i'll i'll pass up at some point but this saturday i take my master training in in reiki energy healing so i bring wow. this healer side to it so i try and get people to also think about their life through those mm-hmm. three lenses you know the professional the warrior and the healer and and then i say okay well there's the we can have this conversation in a lot of ways, but we have to have the real practical financial discussion, right? So the first thing I have to say is, well, can you afford to do this? And we talk through that process. I come from my coaching. I come from the belief that everybody actually is whole already and they have their own answers. They just need a really good um, trusted person to ask the right questions to help them bring it forward. So, I'm sure that by the time I saw that client, they had done a lot of processing about their own funds and their background and, you know, you know, the financial side of the discussion, because that is a real issue in a society that for the last 30 years, prices have gone up and, employ, you know, dollars for employment and salaries haven't. Mm-hmm. So I think that there has to be a real practical side. And then I think that the I engage them on the uh, emotional, spiritual you know, side of their 
their happiness. And, right. you know, this whole country is designed on the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. So how is what you're doing either moving you towards or moving you away from how you've defined happiness for yourself, which right. obviously is a journey. It's not an end point, but I think that's how I start. I love it. I love it. Um, now, when I was reading your bio, um, we the word conflict kept coming up. My question to you is, what is the misperception about that word conflict? Because you, you hear that word, it has negative connotation. What is Dave's perception of that word and why does some people kind of just, you know, get, you know, I guess a little fearful of it. When they see hear the word conflict, they freak out. What is what is your perception of what intrigues you about it and why you tend to deal with it? So conflict is a, a disagreement about the end result or how we're going to get there. Right. And what intrigues me, well, that's a catch-all definition that when people look at it, it's either the end result or, you know, hey, like, I agree with you on the end result, but I disagree with how we're, we're, the process we're going to take or the mm-hmm. solution you design. What I like is that I, I'm trying to help people have the courage to admit um, whether it's an organization or leader or whatever professional that no one gave them the skill set to do conflict. You know, we've been asking goldfish to climb trees. You know, you can't right. put, you can't build a high performance team with people from a hundred countries and, you know, different parents and different teachers and different times in history and different geography and expect them to all bring forward a conflict management system that's going to work. So okay. what intrigues me is about, particularly teaching a model that I've developed, um, which I call multi-generational conflict planning model, and mm-hmm. giving people the skills, and you can do it, and it's low-hanging fruit, and we can turn conflict into conflict, and it's not a dirty word, and let's demystify it. And I think right now, after doing this for almost 15 years, mm-hmm. that society is feeling the rub, the friction, the stress on a daily basis that Mm -hmm. we did not feel before. And I think that that's getting more people to acknowledge that what I'm talking about is both the right thing to do for ourselves and humans that we lead, Mm -hmm. as well as the bottom line. I love it. I love it. We are speaking with Dave Gerber. And Dave, we're going to go into a commercial break. When we come back, I kind of want to delve into a little bit more of that and about clients and conflict and and just just you know i because i have some opinions about that and i would love to bounce them off to you so we will be back with my with my guest today dave gerber we'll be right back on the movement right after this this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired trying to find a buyer for your home Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. 
Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795, or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to The Movement. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes. And if you want to reach out to the show, email the show at Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. We are being joined today uh, by the conflict healer himself, author, just a, just a stud, a coach, a learning expert, trainer, president and founder of Synergy Development Dave Gerber. And Dave, before we went to the break, you delved a little bit about conflict. Now, when you talk to, you know, your groups or one-on-one coaching, do any of your clients have a problem expressing that maybe a fear about conflict or they don't know how to approach it? Or what are some of the things that they tell you about conflict that kind of scares them and and then how you come in to kind of maybe talk them off the ledge if that's a feasible question for you. I I think most people have an aversion to conflict. I mean, humans try to avoid, you know, pain and seek pleasure. Mm -hmm. So most of the time I hear things like I don't do conflict or I avoid conflict. Right. And and my argument is essentially with them, not an argument, but the argument is it's fundamentally because you were never taught the skills. Right. And and it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And so we have to first move past blaming people who don't have the skill set to to manage conflict because 99% of people weren't taught how to do it. They they were not taught a repeatable process on how to do it, how to plan for it, and the skills needed for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a huge uh, abyss in our educational system with respect to, you know, these are skill sets that people should already have. Mm-hmm. So what I tell them is I say, look, if I, just like anything else, if you, you're not good at something or you don't do it because you're afraid of it, mm-hmm. uh, if you actually uh, get skills and training, you're going to have a confidence level that's going to go up because it's grounded in what you can actually go and do. Right. So I, that's what I, and then what I teach them this model that I've mentioned before, they go, oh my gosh, like, this is like uh, punching through a wet paper bag. It's a lot easier than I ever thought it would be, but I got this whole I, stigma of myself that mm-hmm. I can't do conflict. Right. And, it's, and it's like, no, it's because no one ever came along and helped you to learn how to do it. Right. And so to give you the confidence to be able to do it. And so I think that's a huge piece. I agree. I think a lot of times I'll even use myself as an example, Dave, when I would think of the word conflict, a lot of the times my conflicts came when I would put the problem there and it actually really isn't one. Or I would think because I would disagree with someone that there was a conflict going to follow. 
So then I would get a little nervous, maybe state some things that I can't take back, you know, you know, get an attitude for no reason. Do you find that in a lot of your clients? A lot of times they will put a problem there when it really doesn't need to be one. Um, Cause that was, that was a struggle for me to be honest with you. I would literally say, okay, I know a conflict's coming. So now I have to put my guard up, put the dukes up because you're always on the offensive. And sometimes that's not even the case. Is, is that, do you find that, you know, prevalent along your, your Yeah, and I think a lot of that starts with changing our mindset of, from seeing conflict as a risk to seeing it as an opportunity. Right. And to feeling grounded in your skill set to know that you're going to be able to find a solution to something even if you don't know the answer when you start. Um, the desire to, you know, one plus one is three. You know, we can do more together than we can on our own. Uh, and to come from a, a place where we have um, good faith and we can, we can go after it together. So I think a lot of it is the skill set. I think a lot of it is the, the confidence and having skills that cross over from our work to our personal uh, life as well. And so I think that it's when the confidence level goes up, when the skill sorry, when the skill level goes up, then the confidence level goes up. It's it, people start to now engage in, with each other in ways where they're more shoulder to shoulder than they are. You know, the problem is in between us. Right. And so I think that's a I think that's a huge piece. It allows us to, you know, like my martial arts training. The more you do, the more time sort of slows down, and the more you can find better solutions yes. because you don't feel pressured to do something. Right. So in martial right. arts, using your hands and fists is like the lowest level form of, of self-defense. You know, right. using our mind is first. But when time slows down, we can access better choices around how we're going to respond. And it's no different than in your personal life or professional life mm-hmm. using maybe one of my favorite acronyms, which is wait, why am I talking? There you right? go. So it's like, okay, there you go. slow down and I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to also understand, remember, we judge ourselves by our intentions and yes. we judge other people by their behavior. Mm-hmm. So we, we want people to believe we're coming from good intentions, even if we, our behavior offended them. But mm-hmm. when it's the reverse, we always assume that the behavior is where the intention lies. So we have to slow down a little bit and um, get some skills and we're going to be better. It's gonna, and things will happen because usually people have good nature, good intentions, and they want solutions and they want closure. Right. I agree. I love that. We're speaking with Dave Gerber here on the movement. So tell me after you went solo and for as some people tell us entrepreneurs, when we go rogue, as they say, Dave, uh, tell me what it was like when you started to putting your programs out there and going to businesses or individuals. Were they receptive initially? Were they hesitant? Were they on the fence? How did and if there was any resistance, how did you? you know, break through that. So, you know, 15 years ago, I mean, I was the guy with the stinky card, you know, I mean, they, nobody wanted to talk about conflict. Economy is good. Uh, people are making money. It's, it's like a swear word. You just kind of didn't say it around. It's funny because I did a presentation about a year ago with a group, with an audience of about 50 and it was like a Saturday morning. And I said, okay, I want you to think, don't say out loud. I want you to think of every swear word that you can possibly think of in the next 10 seconds. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is what freedom. And then they stopped and I said, okay, now raise your hand. If conflict was one of those words Mm. and not anybody, no one raised their hand. Okay. And I said, okay, you see conflict's not a dirty word. 
Mm-hmm. I got a cool little cartoon in my signature that's that it's about that, like that whole thing. It's that we can use conflict. Right. So what happened was, is that over the course of time, you know, I'm finding opportunities and like many small businesses uh, who they're the, the owner is very good at what they do. They realize very quickly that getting to do what you're very good at is only a small part of actually running a business. There you go. So getting more business and finding more people to help and to contribute. That's a, that's even tougher, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went through that and I had a lot of good clients and a lot of interesting people and had a lot of great experiences. I, I co-authored three of NASA's conflict management programs and I worked with, mm-hmm. you know, some big companies and then, and then, and, and I actually, it's kind of interesting. I took a little bit of a break to okay. go finish up my, uh, I had a bunch of things happen to me in my life and I mm-hmm. took a little bit of a break and I went to run my own martial arts school to see if I wanted to do that while still kind of dabbling in the conflict space with my regular business. And, um, as a result of after getting my black belt, uh, and all the universe and other things happening, mm-hmm. I had decided that I really, my calling was really to be doing what I'm doing with you, which is to be back working with professionals, working with people, help them level up and that I couldn't mm-hmm. do what I wanted to. And I couldn't reach the numbers running my own, uh, martial arts school, so to speak. So I got back into it. And when I did, lo and behold, what do I mm-hmm. find out? We have a very contentious election. We have people now in society who are really struggling on both sides to have good collaborative conversations from the people who help us clean the street to the C-suite to politicians. Mm -hmm. And so uh, right now it's ripe. Now people are like, you know what? I get it. Conflict's an issue. I I have leaders who I'm sitting down with for coffee and lunch and teaching them the model. And everybody is absorbing this going, yeah, I get it. I'm maxed out. People are maxed out. Mm -hmm whether it's the multi-gen, you know, issue or issues mm-hmm. that come from that, whatever it is, conflict is everywhere. And people, and I have that free tool I've mentioned before, conflictcalculator.com, right. where people can actually quantify how much it's costing them, you know, and people are getting it and they're wore out. You feel it, right? You either can quantify it or you intuitively know and feel that conflict levels are very high right now in society everywhere. Conflict levels are just seem to be at an all-time high. We're up against a break here in a second, Dave. Just really quick, just tell me what, I don't know, what's your overview about it? Like, what's, what do you think, where, it's, where all this is coming from? Where all the conflict people are seem to be so, uh, I guess, combative with just over the little, littlest things. Where do you think this is coming from? Just go up against the break. Just give me a few things, and then we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Well, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that people don't have the the conflict management skills and it's like, it's like the lid is the conflict management skills, but the water is now boiling up and boiling over and the lid is staying where it is. And so if we take the lid off, right. And we control the flame. And so we're going to be better off. Mm -hmm. So we, we've got to, we have to check our emotions. Our, we have to use, bring logic back into our conversations. We have to be able to articulate ourselves so that other people who disagree with us will actually listen to us. And um, mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to really individually, you know, and as far as being the best version of ourselves for, mm-hmm. for ourselves and for our neighbors and for our colleagues, we've got to check this and, and, and slow down a little bit with our frustration levels because people, people, people are struggling and we're all in this together. And we've got to help each other out to get to get through it. 
Well, we are up against the break here, Dave, but when we come back, I want to delve into some of the things you got going on. You have just a list of accomplishments and a lot of stuff that's going on, and I want to talk about a lot of that stuff. And then I also want you to talk about Prepare for Robots. I find that very, very intriguing and fascinating. So we are going to take a break here on The Movement. Please reach out to the show, Shannon, at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We are here with my guest, Dave Gerber, we will be right back on The Movement right after this. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795, or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we are back with my guest here on The Movement, Dave Gerber, president and founder of Synergy Development, and he is the conflict healer. And Dave, before the break, you and I were, you were talking about, um, you know, just the, the tools and dealing with conflict and things of that nature. Again, I will use myself as your guinea pig for this one, Dave. So one of the issues that I have suffered with, or from time to time, even kind of flares up where... I think that conflict is like sometimes it, it, it's something, I guess it depends on who I am engaged with. Like who, who am I talking to? It's not, I'm, I'm a person that's not who you know, it's how do you know them? So if I disagree with somebody that I know a lot of times because the familiarity with, with each other, we can kind of say, okay, it's okay to disagree. But then when you engage with someone that you don't know, now you're kind of in a standoff position, kind of like, okay, I don't know how this person's going to react. I don't know who they are. I don't know how they think. They don't know me. I don't know them. Is that something that you address with any of your clients and how do you, how do you, you know, talk to or relay that message to them? Absolutely. Cause it's all about approach. 
because, and it's all about, we can only control what we can control and particularly difficult conversations. So if we can't, we also can't expect other people to have good conflict management skills. If we don't, you remember the old, the, the analogy of the baseball bat and somebody's, you know, putting one hand above the other until there's no more bat there. So everyone right. has a natural inclination to, to win. Not everyone, but many people. And so you, mm-hmm. have to it. you have to sort of look into yourself and say, how can I be solution-oriented? How can I be transparent? How can I you know, get my needs met and still understand that I need to make sure that they have some of their needs met as well so that it's mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's huge. It's really about changing a mindset. And the mindset mm-hmm. shifts, we have a deeper sense of – we have – you know, better skills. I agree. I agree. We're talking with Dave Gerber here on the movement. Um, do you think that a lot of times when people, let's say, I'll, again, in the show, I'll use myself as an example. Sometimes when we see someone react to us, no matter what, how, what the, why the reason they're reacting in a, let's just say, a very strange or odd way to, to yourself, do you think a lot of times we have to remind ourselves you don't know where that person's coming, like they might be coming from a position of pain. They they may be coming from hurt. They may be coming from because a lot of times what they were you and I are both on social media. A lot of times the first the first thing for us to do is to react negatively when we see a quote or we see a part of a quote or someone says anything that we don't particularly understand and we just kind of go at them like oh we we have to dump on them and they're a bad person. And I think a lot of times we as human beings tend to forget you don't know what that person either went through today or as a as a as a child or just or some horrific event recently. Do you try to convey to your clients sometimes you have to kind of account for that when you're encountering someone? Like, look, sometimes they may not. They could just have a bad day and they just explode. But I think a lot of times we have to remember people are sometimes are coming from a place of hurt and disappointment. And like you have been saying through this whole interview that they just haven't dealt with that. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, I think it's about empathy and being Mm -hmm. able and and empathy includes thinking about where people may be coming from. And in that discussion, you know, there are lots of things that are going to be like you mentioned could potentially be impacting them. And that's, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that, that, um, you know, makes us human. Uh, and, and so, you know, if you think about it, one of the things that we talked about and maybe it's okay to transition is this, this concept of my show preparing for robots because robots, robots don't have feelings. Like they don't, they don't get misinterpreted there. They don't, there is no need discussion tension. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of other things that robots offer too, but, you know, so I think that that's, that's a big thing is that understanding that, you know, most people are not out to do harm and the best thing we can do is figure out how we can get closure on things so people can move forward. Right. I agree. Uh, I'm one of my favorite shows Dave. I'm going to be a geek here for a second with Star Trek, the next generation. Mm -hmm. And one of the characters on the show was commander data who was an Android and he didn't have any emotions. But, and that's why I, was, I wanted to use that for you talking about your prepare for robots, which I want you to elaborate on in a second. But if you watched him interact with human beings, because he was, like you said, no emotion, impartial, very truthful, almost incapable of lying, even though he was 
you know, what you kind of want to be as an as a human being, even though he played an android, he, sometimes it caused conflict because some people were like, I can't be like you. You can't tell it, tell it to me straight. You can't do that. So let's look at the reverse angle, and then we can talk about prepare for robots. How do you deal with people that can't deal with people that, you know, tell it to them straight? A lot of people think when you tell them straight that it's being rude and disrespectful. So how do you... You know, how do you get into the mind and tell people how to deal with that angle? Well, I, I mean, I don't want to sound repetitive. What I would say okay. is that, no, what I would say is that it's, it's how you say it. And so right. that's one of the things that, it, that sounds simple. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is that when I say how you say it, you know, it also, it, it also stems back to, you know, taking the time, planning for a difficult discussion, thinking about this mm-hmm. other person's underlying needs and interests, being able to prioritize what you believe are their underlying needs and interests, and then being able to use those in a way to craft the first sentence that sort of bridges your planning to reality or theory to practice and allows you to get entree into the discussion because you've done it in a way where they sort of hear that you're genuine and you've given them something up front, whether it's respect, right. whether it's a, a, an apology whether it's meeting their needs for validation or whatever that is. And so I think that when people get much better at learning how to use other people's needs to craft their sentences, mm-hmm. their starting conversation, I think that's huge. I love it. I love it. Uh, and you are listening to the movement and you are talking with my, you are listening to my guest with Dave Gerber. So you just teased it there for a second. Prepare for robots. Go ahead and uh, drop some knowledge on the, on the audience about that. Awesome. So, you know, preparing for robots is going to be a show. Uh, There's probably going to be a TV segment uh, as well as a podcast. And the idea is really to look at the impact of all things digital on human beings. Right now, Mm -hmm. everyone is talking about the, the, the difficult stuff, the technical stuff, AI, blockchain, AR, VR, uh, internet. And it's making a lot of our, you know, regular people and leaders, their heads hurt. So my goal is to facilitate uh, people through the unknown as we move into this new digital, you know, uh, revolution. I mean, it's like the industrial right. revolution, only digital. And so I'm right. hoping to, you know, one of the reasons why is we need to have a sense of urgency. You know, we have a mm-hmm. potentially losing 50% of jobs in the next decade. And so I mm-hmm. want to help people start to think about how does this impact their life? Uh, what does it mean for them and their kids, their education? Let's talk about and simplify. Let's talk to experts who know how to simplify their subject matter uh, and and do so in a way that we can do something with. I think it's exciting. There's a lot of amazing things happening. I mean, they're 3D printing bones. They're like 3D printing. I mean, they're using artificial organs that are made from from real stuff. I mean, it's crazy. And, and I want to wow. help people understand this subject and the impact on human beings. And I think the education that you would provide would actually, because some people might be scared off by it, but I think it also will, it, depending on how you receive the information that you will be giving, that it also could be an area of opportunity of growth for you, like, you know, to be uh, to adapt to the changing times ahead. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And with a sense of urgency, because it's, it's going right. to happen. So how do we... Um, here's what I think. I think that for humans to show their value and and for business people, their return on investment, their ROI, 
the human ROI is in creativity, conflict management, emotional intelligence, creative problem solving. Uh, that's where we show our value and our ability to adapt and to learn and to think with higher order. Because in five years, in you know, 10 years when we have driverless cars, everybody oh. who's involved with the deliveries, everything from truckers to, I mean, we're looking at a, a totally new world. And so how can we make that more real for people and simplify right. it, make it less scary, but also start to give people the vocabulary uh, to, to really think about it and, and also to look at the exciting stuff that's happening. Right. I think, you know what, even, I haven't even gotten wrapped my head around drones yet, Dave. I gotta be, I gotta be completely honest. I, the drone thing is that that, when I heard that coming out some years ago and now they're a reality, that is something that I have to at least, uh, kind of come to, come to grips that that's happening. So I may be seeking you out sooner than you think. We are talking with my friend, Dave Gerber, president and founder of Synergy Development and, uh, prepare for robots. And you know what? Let's talk a little bit here for a few minutes about your show that will be September, I believe, here on Voice America. You want to give us a little background on that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so sort of an extension of, of, you know, what I was just saying is that it's an opportunity to bring on experts in different fields and to for us all to learn about the influence of digital technology in their space and also maybe what we might be able to learn from it. So you don't have to be, like, for instance, like one of my guests is a, small business owner and also ran for Congress. Um, so he's going to be able to give us some input on, you know, a little bit of input on the impact of social media on his campaign, as well as uh, look at, you know, owning grocery stores or small business and how they're going to be impacted. You know, you can still benefit from understanding issues that people are dealing with around technology, even if you're not a small business owner, so you can understand right. what's coming in, also, I have people that will be coming on on cyber and IT security, and I have someone who's coming mm -hmm. on blockchain. But, you know, the goal is to bring on leaders to simplify and to talk about what's going on and what we need to know uh, around these issues as humans, as employees, as professionals, uh, as leaders. I love it. I love it. He, he is an executive leadership coach, learning expert, trainer, author. This is Dave Gerber, his, and his show will be premiering on Voice America in September. Dave, we're going to go to our final break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some other things that you've done and where people can reach out to you. So we will be back with my guest, Dave Gerber, here on The Movement. We'll be back right after this. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. 
Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Final segment here on The Movement. I'm your host, Shannon D. Hughes. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, come and join The Movement. And a man that's been on with the last past hour here, Dave Gerber, he has been part of a movement of his own. Uh, leadership coach, trainer, author, he has spoken to executive managers across the United States and the world and prepare for robots is coming up. A show in, in September here on Voice America. Welcome to the family, Dave, once again. And Dave, let's final stretch run. Let's talk about. Let's talk. You know, I did. I should have done it in the beginning. So that's bad host on on this part. So I'm slapping myself on the hand right now. But just you talked briefly about about your education and things of that nature. But talk about some of the the audiences you've been in front of, of and where where your travels have taken you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been fortunate, you know, to do a bunch of work um, with uh, NASA. Uh, and so that took me all across the country in terms of teaching conflict management courses. And mm-hmm. so, you know, getting to meet lots of great people and, and mm-hmm. go to different parts of the United States, which was fantastic. And I've worked with pharmaceutical companies and uh, I've worked with companies of all different kinds, manufacturing, uh, worked for an auto dealer. I've worked and spoken to the martial arts community. Uh, that's the great mm-hmm. thing about, that's the great thing about conflict is that, well, we all have it. We all can learn from it. And the, the stuff that I teach goes cross industry. Uh, so right. that's, that's, that's why I've looked to work with progressive leaders, progressive individuals who want to get better. Uh, be, like I said earlier, be a better version of themselves and to try and, uh, to, you know, to work with as many people as I possibly can. I love it. I love it. Um, do you find, and I don't know if this is a question that you can answer, do you find across the multiple uh, industries that you've spoken in front of and spoken to that there is, hmm, I don't know how to put phrases, that there, there's some people just, you know, that it sounds good what Dave is saying, but you know what? Ah, this, you know, conference going to, I'll just deal with it. Um, is there, has there ever been a time where Dave has been in front of a client and there has been a conflict with you and the client. Has that ever, has that ever come up? Mm, no, I don't think I've ever had a, a conflict with a client. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, no, I mean, I've had a coaching client or two probably throughout my career who, who might've been more resistant, I guess you would say to, mm-hmm. to, the, to the things that I was sharing based upon my feedback of watching or listening to them. And I think right. that that's, you know, I think like anything else is that we just have to adjust what we're doing. You know, we have mm-hmm. to adjust how we're speaking. We have to adjust our body language uh, right. because we, we have to meet people where they are in a way that can allow them to come along to talk about and get solutions. So 
you know, I think that it's just about sometimes, and sometimes you might even have to call it out. You might have to say, right. hey, it's not, you know, this, we need to take a break. But no, that's not really ever really been an issue for me because I think that people know who I am. They know my approach. They know where right. I'm coming from, my background. So they want to work with me and they don't see me as the enemy. And, and even if, and they also know that I'm providing a non-judgmental space for them to work through issues and that uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not out, you know, I only gain if they gain. So I like agree. I said, I'm not the enemy, right? I, I love it. I love it. So let's talk about what, what has been, uh, I want to have a little fun with you now. What has been probably, you, uh, you said NASA earlier, but I don't want to assume that. What's been your most, um, yeah, not that anyone is more important than other, what's been your most, I guess, exciting, most memorable speaking engagement or somewhere that did you, you always kind of say, well, that was, that was one of the best times I've ever, you know, to provide a service to these people or this group or this person. His, what, what's been the one that stand out to you in your illustrious career so far? Oh, so that's an unfair question, sir. Uh, <laughs> they are—they have all been really fantastic, and I've met a lot of really great people. Um, maybe mm -hmm. I'll shift my answer to add, to answer it a little bit differently, so that I don't feel like okay. I'm, okay. I'm dodging it. Uh, oh, that's so cool. that's I was—I'll tell you about a presentation that was really important to me. Uh, okay, that, there we go. So. Uh, after my after my mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2014, mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to speak to the Project Management Institute, Washington, D.C. chapter, which is the largest chapter in the United States. And I don't mm -hmm. remember how many hundred people were there. It was a couple hundred people. And, you know, before that, when I was given the opportunity to talk about whatever I wanted to, uh, I chose to speak on the subject of legacy. And okay. It was, it was really empowering to be in a room and leading the discussion on getting professionals to really consider legacy as a driver as well as an anchor to who they were, their values, how they showed up as leaders, how they showed up as parents and, and friends and family. And so the opportunity, and I think the presentation title was something like when the, when the switch gets flipped, you know, mm -hmm. it, like you don't have a choice anymore. So I, I just like to encourage people to, to, to lay out the legacy that they want to have. And to, it's because if you don't, someone else is going to assign it to you when you're gone. So mm -hmm. think about legacy. And when you do, it sort of is a, an umbrella to all the issues we kind of talked about today. You know, conflict management being a huge one, being the best version of yourself, right. you know, another. So all this stuff sort of, it's part of who I am, part of how I try and show up, how I try and help others is to live out their legacy uh, and to do so and to level up and to self-actualize as soon as they can. So I appreciated that opportunity to speak to that group. I always like to speak to project managers, but I mean, you can't, you know, working with NASA is fantastic. Working with pharma was fantastic uh, without a doubt. That is awesome, Dave. That is awesome. We got a few minutes left here, Dave. I want, I have to give you the opportunity. I want you to, Give out all your social media handles, emails, where they can contact you, how to get a hold of you, and all of that good stuff. Will you please shoot fire away, my friend? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, first, I'd say that my email is gerber at synergydt.com. Send me an email. If you want to start be a part of the new discussions, uh, first of all, you definitely want to look at me on LinkedIn. I do a lot on LinkedIn. 
uh, Dave Gerber on LinkedIn. And you can look at my groups that I just started. You know, there's one called Preparing for Robots. There's another one on Conflict Healer. So you can find me there, davegerber.com, davegerber.info. Those are good sites to find out more about me. Um, if you are interested in keep me having to come out for a keynote speech or uh, do a training, you can get a hold of me directly, you know, with that email address. Um, but no, I appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, I'm going to be on the radio with you, Voice America, in the family starting in September. So I'm really excited about that. And there'll be a Voice America, po- um, sorry, there'll be a podcast called Preparing for Robots. Nice. That'll be happening. And another one called The Conflict Healer, too. So thank you very much. It's been awesome to be on your show. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is awesome. And then you have just, you know, I, I, like I said, I got a ways to go and just listen to you. I, that You just inspire me even more. So uh, Dave Gerber has been my guest on the show today. And I do want to challenge you just one last time before I let you go. Just leave us with a message to those having problems dealing with conflict or whatever. What would you say to them in the last couple of minutes, what would you say to them? What 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 would Dave Gerber say if, if someone was sitting in front of you? You leave them with a lasting message here. If you want to increase your success in your personal life and your professional life, you want to be happier. You know, feel a greater sense of wellness and and be more successful. Learn fundamental, not just the academia side, but the practice side of conflict management skills, increase your conflict fluency and you, as well as your ability to self heal through meditation to yoga exercise, those things, Reiki, particularly those things in combination as well as nurturing the warrior spirit. I I think those are huge. Dave, it has been an honor and pleasure. Welcome to the voice America family. Thank you for making your movement known, and thank you for being part of my movement. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.